Welcome to This is what we've been talking about. That's right. Yeah. We've been talking about a lot of stuff, man. Come on. It's been a crazy week, man. Just, you know, crazy week. Dude, uh, I we were just talking right before we, <laughs> we went on air. <laughs> I guess it's kind of funny. He thinks it is at least. It's a little bit funny. Like, come on, man. It's, you gotta you gotta laugh a little bit. It's the only way to keep your sanity is to laugh sometimes. So here's James living in upstate New York. Okay, and for those who don't know, lake effect snow. It's it's no joke. Lake effect snow is no it's snow joke. Yeah, it is like <laughs> it's bad, dude. I mean, when that band comes across that area, man, it just does not stop. It just keeps it's a churning snow machine. It's unbelievable. Yeah. If you don't live in the area, you kind of think of snow as like, you know, these other areas geographically in the United States where, you know, it's cold. So they get snow when there's precipitation. But, yeah. you know, lake effect is a completely different animal. You know, it's <laughs> and, and and even in this storm that so so this is James and we had a big storm over the weekend and they were talking about, you know, depending on where you lived, it was going to be a few inches to like five feet, you know, <laughs> which is just ridiculous. Five, six feet, you know, and, we're, you know, and the problem is, you know, most of us that live up here, we're used to snow. So we're just kind of like, Oh, it's just the media sensationalizing everything. Like they always do. And most of the time that is what it is. And we're just like, ah, whatever. It's not going to be anything. Yeah. And then the first night that it was supposed to start, I wake up the next morning and there's like three inches of snow on the ground. And I'm like, (laughs) ah, that was a big nothing. You know, it was just the media overreacting, but then, like after I cleaned that three three inches off my driveway, yeah, it started snow. Actually, it was snowing as I was cleaning that off my driveway to the point where when I got back to to where I started cleaning the driveway, there was like three more inches on the area that I had started <laughs> cleaning, and I'm like, oh boy! And uh-huh. like at that point, there's no point in continuing and just like you know going back and because it's just gonna basically it's just unloading at that point and you're and you're better off just going inside and waiting for it to kind of stop or at least wait till it's accumulated a little bit more and then go back out and so we're talking about like two or three inches an hour yeah for hours (laughs) yeah yeah and so i didn't go back out until the next morning because I was going to go back out that night and it was just snowing and snowing. And I just said, ah, I'll clean it up in the morning. And when I went out in the morning, it was like a foot and a half, you know, <laughs> after I had already cleaned three, four inches the day before it was 18. It might've even been more than that. It might've been two feet. And, but, and it was still snowing, you know? <laughs> so it was like, well, I've got to take care of this now or it's else it's start. Gonna, I'm going to get behind and I won't be able to get out from underneath it. <laughs> yeah so. when I, dude when i when <laughs> uh well first of all when i lived up there uh i don't know 10 15 years ago and i got a lot of stories but one of the stories is you know uh, i got up there in october okay 
And uh, I knew it was cold and it snowed up there, but I had no clue, dude. No clue. <laughs> so I'm putting I'm putting Christmas lights up. I'm putting them on. I told you the story. I, I put them up on my my bushes out front, you know, in front of my house. And I'm looking around and nobody else has lights on their bushes out front. You know, I'm like, everybody's just a jackass. You know, nobody cares yeah, about Christmas yeah. or Christmas lights. Well, it was probably like three or four weeks later, we got a dump you know, two, two feet of snow or whatever covered the bushes. You can't see the lights. Nope. And you can't see them for the rest of the winter because it doesn't melt. Gone. (laughs) (laughs) I actually had on my list to like put out some out, put up some outside, you know, uh, Christmas decorations this weekend. And I just, I literally spent all day yesterday cleaning up my driveway (laughs) and the city's a mess. So the roads actually have like six to eight inches of caked, packed snow on every road. And the plows can't get underneath it. They couldn't keep up with it. It was just coming so fast and so hard that they couldn't keep up with it. The main roads, some of the main roads are actually bare, but the side roads, they they couldn't keep up with it. So it's a mess out there. You know, another I mean, it, when I was up there, it snowed on Halloween. I remember the pumpkins and stuff got covered. Uh, and then, you know, I was working in the ER at the time with James. And um, and I when I lived up there, I had a Jetta. All right. A Volkswagen Jetta, which was a cool car. I liked it. But, uh, but it ain't good in the snow. You know, not two feet of snow anyway. So you need snow tires and like people don't realize a lot of people, even people that live up here don't get snow tires. And it's like, if you don't, if you live up here, you have to understand, you don't necessarily need four wheel drive. You need traction yeah, and you need a good snow tire. Right. And people don't want to invest in it because it's like, basically now you have two sets of tires that are, you know, 500 bucks a pair, you know, a pair. Yeah. And uh, people don't want to spend the money, but it's it's so worth it this time of year. It's act, it's 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 something you can't live without. Do you remember this story, <laughs> James? <laughs> I used to get up and snow blow, you know, before I went to work. You know, I'd snow blow, and for the most part, the roads were pretty good up there. You know, for you know, they usually between, are between six and twelve yeah. inches. They can keep up with it. You know, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't always two, three feet. You no, know, occasionally these storms are like rare. You know, they're like yeah. once a year, maybe once every couple of years. You get like a really bad one. Right, right. Well, I had to go to work that day, and it snowed, and and it was like a bad one. It was probably two feet, maybe. And I was like, "There's no way I'm getting out," because I. I looked, I walked down my driveway and I looked at my side streets and they were just as bad as my driveway was. I was like, even if I blow my driveway out, I ain't getting anywhere with my Jetta. So I called the ER. Did you remember this? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And they were like, well, okay, we'll send the, uh, we'll send a cop to come get you. And then, uh, you know, and then you can come into work. I was like, that's fine. So, so the cop shows up and I'm like, this is the first year I was up there, dude. And, uh, I was expecting some guy in a Bronco or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what, you know, he showed up in like a tank. Yeah. Like a tank. Yeah. A tank or some kind of like tractor. And, and he showed up in a crown Vic. (laughs) (laughs) 
And we slid you all felt like the way. such a pussy ass. I was, I like, know. Oh, if he's dude. coming to pick me up in this, I probably could have made it in my yeah. Jetta. I mean, we were slide fishtailing all the way to the hospital. And I could have done that because there was nobody else on the road. You know, it was just like yeah. crazy. But, it's funny, man. I've lived up here since 1988. Yeah. And this storm, my kids and wife were asking me about it. And they were like, if you ever had this much snow in like a short period of time, I think this might be the biggest dump in my lifetime. Really? Yeah. I feel like there was one when I was up there, but maybe I'll, maybe it just seemed like it. Yeah, but you got to think about it for a second. So they were saying that we got 57 inches over two days, right? So mm. that's four feet, nine inches. Yeah. Okay. That's- but like we, we got another three, four last night. So you add that to it. And we weren't even the worst of it. Buffalo, New York got 76 inches. I know. They couldn't even play football there. No. That's crazy. They always clear And they want to play in that stuff, and they can clear it. They're set up to clear it. But it was this – I think this was the biggest dump in my lifetime, you know, and uh, it was pretty crazy. But – I had the biggest dump of my lifetime earlier today. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You have one of those like every three days. Yeah. (laughs) Each one's better than the next. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, and, and the stories that I heard when I was up there was crazy, like ice storm. And then, you know, there was, I, I was showing pictures of like, Storms in the like the late seventies where you know it was up to the rooftops because of the blow, and then oh, yeah. people, people had to shovel their roof because yeah. it, otherwise it's too heavy on that the was roof. The blizzard of seventy seven, man, it was like seventy seven. Yeah, it was the worst of all. Th- I don't want to deal with that because I don't know what it's even do with that. <laughs> you got to get it on the roof, dude. Man, I'm not getting on the roof. I know. Are you? So uh, here's a cool story about. Um, Here's a cool story that happened to me yesterday that gives you kind of a little like look into or insight into, you know, rural America and in times of difficulty. So, you know, I'm I'm shoveling and snow blowing. My snow blower isn't working great because the snow is so wet and heavy this time of year because it's not cold yet, really. And so but long story short, my snow blower breaks. Basically, the. um the cable that goes to the lever that it actually propels the wheels forward and backwards. Yeah. It yeah. just broke. And this is like in the middle of the storm on a Saturday and it didn't happen to like 3 PM Saturday. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, you know, everything's closing early because workers can't make it into work. Right. And there's no business because people are literally like shoveling their brains out. Right. So, I call this local place that sells, you know, tractors and snow blowers and that kind of equipment and, and, and supplies and so forth. I call them. Well, first of all, I look them up on the internet and it says they're closed. It says <laughs> they close at three and it's like almost four or maybe it was, yeah, I think that's about, or maybe it was, they closed at four and this was after four by the time I got in time inside and was going to call them. Oh man. And it said they were closed, but I called them anyways. And somebody answered the phone. Wow. I said, Hey, this is what I got. Do you happen to have this part? And he actually said, are you open? And he's like, no. 
And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. And he's like, well, what do you got? What's going on? So I tell mm. him what's going on. I tell him what part it is. I tell him that, you know, the serial number of my snowblower. He looks it up, looks up the part. He's like, we've got it in stock. Listen, we're closed, but give me your credit card number. It's like 17 bucks for the cable. I'll right. charge it to your card and I'll leave it in a bag with your name on it outside our door. Just come get it. Wow. So it gets better. So I go over. So I'm like, I'll be over there in like 20 minutes. I okay. had pretty much finished cleaning out my driveway, but I knew I was going to need it like for today. So I like jump in our forerunner, four wheel drive, winter tires, blast over there. This place is only like four miles away, yeah. but outside the city. And I get over there and I go up to the front door and there's my name and, you know, a package with the receipt and, and the cable. And it's the wrong cable. I knew it immediately. Oh, no. And they're like, so I got charged for the wrong cable. They're oh, closed. No. But there were two guys coming out the door that worked there. And I'm just like, they looked at me and they're like, what's wrong? And I'm like, it's not the right cable. And they're like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, this cable, the, it's thicker. The cable that I need is a thin cable. And so long story short, we, they were like, come on inside. Like they were ready to leave and they went inside. They fired up the computer again and found the right part. They had it in stock, swapped it out, gave me. So listen to this. It gets even better. The the part I need is $2 more than the part I bought. Okay. And and I'm like, I've got cash or I can run another charge through whatever. Right. Like, don't even worry about it. It was like $2 more, you know, not a lot more, but two bucks more. And they're like, don't even worry about it. And gave me the cable I needed. Wow. Went back in there. That is small town America. right? Yeah, there. that's right. That is true. And you know what? I live in, I guess a small town also, but I cannot, I cannot imagine that would happen here. I've never been in put in that situation. I've had different scenarios, but you're right. That does not happen in New York City. No, or almost anywhere in the U.S. other than small town America where you have good, hardworking men. And let me tell you, both guys were hardworking men. I'm in the shop. They've got don't tread on me, join or die stuff on the walls. Yeah. One of the guys has like a... 12 inch long beard. He's like a hardworking man that knows that I'm in a tough spot with my snowblower and right. he's going to go the extra mile and stay late at work and help me out. That's unbelievable, dude. That's a great story, man. That yeah. is a great story. I mean, I mean, first of all, like I can understand, I'm just trying to picture myself. Like I'm calling the place. It's closed, but I'm going to call them anyway. Somebody answers. That's a miracle. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And then then they got it in stock. You're like, yes. And then he's like, I'm going to put it out. All right. I'll get there somehow. And you get there and it's the wrong cable. I knew it was going to be wrong because the guy on the phone was fumbling over like, he couldn't find the part on the computer while he was on the phone with me. And he didn't seem like he really knew what he was doing. Right. And when I got there, it's the wrong part. I'm like, Oh no. And then those guys, the guys that helped me once I got there was, were not the same guy that I talked to on the phone. And yeah. the only reason I know that is because they knew exactly what they were doing and right. went in and found it. And they're like, that's what it is. Yeah. We've got six of them and like gave me one. And like, like I said, gave me a deal on it. I mean, you know what that did? You know what that did, Alan? That secured my business with them for the rest yes. of my life. Yes. And I will <laughs> never buy parts or anything like that from anybody other than them ever again. 
And you know what? That that is lost on so many businesses now. Yeah. And uh I, I mean something something as small, I mean it's insignificant, really. Right. But it, it you're in a it's one person in a bad spot. You're trying to get something, it's after hours, it's a snow snowmageddon, and they go out of their way to help you. Yeah. I mean, that that is I, I can totally understand why you would say, I'm always going there. Yeah. That's amazing. Have you been there before? Like, do you know that? Well, that they, they don't, well I, I know of them. I don't think I've ever, like, ever been inside the store or bought anything from them. Mm. Wow. It's like one of these outfits that sells, like, you know, tractors and, like, I mean, I'm not buying tractors at this point in my life, you know, and, and they, they sell, they have like a whole firewood business too. I think I bought firewood from them years ago when I lived out in the country and I had a wood stove and such, but, but they wouldn't have known me. I haven't done hardly any business there. I don't think I've done any business with the actual power sports part of the store. Hmm. And they still went that extra mile because they knew it was, you know, an almost an emergency in a way. Yeah, it totally was. It totally was. And when you got the cable, when you got the cable, did you know how to like put it all on and stuff? Like yeah, it was actually, you, it actually, thankfully it was super easy. But because you know, those kind of situations, you it's never like, no, <laughs> and you're out like there taking all these parts. Yeah. It's freezing cold. It's in the garage. Cold. You flip <laughs> your snowblower up on its, you know, back end. You're right. taking like plates off the back and you're like, Oh, do I have to like fish this wire through this tight space? And you know, you've got gloves on cause you can't do it without gloves. Yeah. You know, and it's just a train wreck. It was actually one of the easiest fixes ever. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. I thought for, I thought for a second when I heard that your snowblower <laughs> broke or wasn't handling it, I thought it was the batteries weren't strong enough. No, no, it's a, <laughs> it's a gas gasoline power. You know what I mean? Well, I wanted to get a battery powered one. I'll tell you what, this storm made me realize there's no way that's even that's even capable. No that's way. even an option at this point with the technology and in, in where in the area that I live. It may be in the future, but mm. right now it's not even an option. Yeah, I mean, but think about it. If a snowstorm happens, you're you're not going to have electricity, maybe. <laughs> True. How, how are you no, charging? That's that? another good point. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I, I got I got the snowblower from my buddy uh, up there, uh, and um, it was his uh, father-in-law's old snowblower. And it's like, I don't know, 48 inches. It's a huge model thing, right? That's really big. Or for, I don't know, 42 maybe. It was, That's it's really a, big. It's a yeah. monster, right? Your average one is like somewhere between 24 and 30 inches. So like 40 something is like, that's a beast. That's even hard to like probably maneuver. Surprisingly, it's not. I, okay. I, I don't know why, but it that's is awesome. It's not bad. So I got it uh, because he was getting a new one or whatever. This is an old one. And my buddy kind of like, you know, tuned it up a little bit for me, dude. And granted, I don't use it, but maybe once a, a year now down here yeah. in Maryland. And, uh, but the first time when I moved back to Maryland from upstate New York, we had two, two foot snowstorms, like back to back week, 
week one and then week two. Bam, bam. You you brought the weather down with you. Yeah, I I did. And I'm out there snow blowing with this monster snowblower and everybody else is shoveling or like because not many people even have one. Or if they do, they they got one that, that plugs in for like one to three inches. That's it. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Nobody has the monster one down here. And I'm like chewing through all of the <laughs> snow like easy. You're uh, like the man of the neighborhood. Yeah, I was like, Brr. yeah, that's right. That's right. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> but I haven't, I, I barely used it since then. And it still yeah. works. So, hey, why not? It starts up if you need it. That's the main thing. Exactly. <laughs> it's funny because, like, you know, I live in an area that we get a lot of snow. We're known for, like, cold and snow. But, like, most of the winter, I I shovel. You know, I use, like, a 48-inch wide, like, blade. You know, we get a dusting of, like, two inches overnight, and I just blade it to the edge and throw it off the edge, you know, and, and just do that, you know, rather than get – so I only get the snowblower out if it's, like, four to five inches or more. Yeah. Cause it's yeah. not worth it. You know, it's just like, I can blade this quick. Yeah. And, uh, so, I mean, people think we get blasted and it is cold and we get snow up here, but you know, your average day is nothing like what we just experienced. So it was even, it was even taxing on people that are like locals, you know? And when I drove kind of funny, yeah, I drove some to the store today and I was just going by people's houses and, you know, people were still out there, you know, this afternoon, you, you know, cleaning up their driveways, shovels, snow blowers, like every, there's and the, the other problem you run into is there's nowhere to put the snow. You know, you, you yeah. eventually you blow it into these areas and they get six, eight feet tall <laughs> and there's nowhere to put it. Like it won't, it won't, there's nowhere to go with it. And uh, so that's the, the problem that you run into. Now, the good news is like over, over this week coming Thanksgiving week, We've got some f- weather in the 40s and a little bit of rain, so I think it'll melt a bunch of it, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and then that'll at least make it you know, more manageable if we get more snow in the future. But When I was living up there, I had that, uh, that shared driveway. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know, half of the driveway was between the houses, so where was it going to throw the snow at? Right. I, you almost have to throw it in front of you. And then like, once you get back up, but the problem with that is then you throw it in front and then you're, you're blowing twice as much snow yeah. and that can clog your snow blower or yep. just cause more problems, you know, and then it gets heavier, more, it gets wetter, you know, and I just blew it on my neighbor's house right up against, <laughs> right up against the siding. some neighbor issues for sure i bet (laughs) well i mean since this is a man podcast let me just point out that that james is a straight up man shoveling a driveway of two foot plus of snow that's that's i didn't even tell that story like my snowblower just sucked it would it would only throw it you know a good foot or two so that works on the edges, but it doesn't work in the middle of your driveway. <laughs> and so I got pissed and I was like, all right, I've got to shovel this thing. And I shoveled my entire driveway. It took me like three hours and absolutely <laughs> destroyed my body. But <laughs> I was like, I have to clear this for my family. And we had nowhere to go. It was a weekend, you know, today's Sunday. Yesterday was Saturday. We didn't have to go anywhere, but I knew that if I didn't get on top of this, you know, we could be kind of trapped in our home and 
So it was me and the me in the snow, and who's going to win this battle? And I had to go to battle, and it, it was not easy. It wasn't how I wanted to spend my weekend. My body's paying for it today, but as a man, what options do you have? I mean, my wife was like, "Well, let me call somebody and have them plow it," and. Right. I didn't want to plow it because plowing, you just push the snow somewhere and there was so much snow, there wasn't a good place to put it. Yeah. It was just going to wreck stuff, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I need somebody with a tractor and a snowblower, like a big snowblower on the front of a tractor. And I didn't know anybody that did that. So I just shoveled the whole friggin' thing, man. It was terrible. And dude, this is what we're talking about. Like you're, you're a man. Okay. Yeah. It was the weekend, but who knows what if there's an emergency, you got to get out. What if there's, you know, I I mean, there's any number of different scenarios that you needed to get out or somebody needs to get in or whatever. Right. So you did what you had to do because you're a man and that's what you do for yourself and your family. And that's what this podcast is all about. Exactly. I mean, this was adversity and a, a taunting task, shoveling oh. two feet of snow off of, you know, I don't know, 100 yards of driveway or 50 yards of driveway, whatever it is. Probably at least 50 yards, yeah. And I would say. I mean, that that's, that is impressive, dude. At- well, and I didn't start out when I started shoveling. I'm like, I didn't start out with the idea of I'm going to shovel this whole driveway. I was I started by my garage door, and I'm like, well, let me clear some of this area and just kind of get a little bit of, you know, area to walk around and move a little bit. (laughs) And then let me figure out where to go from here. And then when my snowblower was sucking so bad, I was like, well, let me just keep going at this. I mean, I'm, I'm not worn out yet. Let me keep going. Let me get to the fence. You know, we have a fence across our driveway. So I got to the fence and I'm like, well, geez, I mean, from the fence to the road is thinner than the other area of my garage of my driveway. I might as well, I might as well just keep going. So I, got all the way to the end and got it all cleared out. And I was like, wow, you know, and it became a challenge and it wasn't something I'd like to do, but it, you know what? It made me feel good in the sense that if for some reason we got blasted with snow again and either my snowblower was broken or something bad had happened and I had no choice but to dig us out, it made me feel like I could probably do that if I had to. Well, I mean that <clears throat> again, that, that, we we talk about like being prepared, being disciplined and all that stuff. Like you had all those things. I mean, the, this is a simple thing, shoveling your driveway, but, yeah. but it's not when you think about it, the bigger picture is why did you do that? You could have just left it and be like, man, whatever. You know, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. And, 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 you know, talking on this man's podcast, man, like even, even though we preach like toughness and discipline and self-control and working hard and like doing whatever it takes for your family, it doesn't mean that we don't get those voices in our head of like, just go inside. It's cold out here. This is breaking your back, you know, but like, what does a real man do? How do they respond to those thoughts? I mean, the, the thought process of that is like, okay, what's the easiest way that I can do this? All right, snowblower. All right, what's the next one? Okay, maybe I can fix it. All right, uh, that's not where, okay, maybe I could just do a little bit at a time and then unclog it. And that's going to take 10 hours to do that. You know, I, I, you go through the checklist in your mind and go, you know what? Uh, I've come, I've made it all the way down to the worst case scenario, which is me shoveling it myself. <clears throat> and then yeah, yeah, that's like, the worst case scenario. It absolutely is. 
Yeah. And then you get to that point and then you, uh, you're like, okay, I'm going to, let me get to the fence and I'm going to just do that. And then you make small goals and all of a sudden it's, it's done. So you can apply that whole process, that mind process yep. to a lot of different things in your life. You know, definitely. I mean, that's, uh, it's, uh, you know, I've told my oldest son that kind of stuff too, like make a goal for yep. the week, make a goal for the day, make a goal for the month, for the year, whatever. Right. And if you look at the driveway from my garage door to the end of the driveway, it's going to seem insurmountable. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Especially when it's two feet of snow, it's like, that's not even possible. But if you just slowly start to dig away and, you know, work for 10, 15 minutes and take a minute break, catch yeah. your breath, stretch your arms, go back at it. 10, 15 minutes hard, get, get a bunch of stuff, take a minute break, look around, you know, get, get a drink, stand up straight, stretch your back, go back at it. And if you just do that over and over and over, next thing you know, you're at the gate, you're halfway done. And yeah. then you're like, well, I'm, I, my body's hurting, but I'm, I'm not done. Let's go. Let's get this. I can do this. So then you do that same thing over and over. Next thing you know, you're at the end of the driveway. But if you look at it from the, from the garage door, all of a sudden the fear and, and, and the doubt sets in and you have no chance. Yeah, you're not going to do it if you're looking at it from the garage. No. Go, There's no way. I'm not going to do this. Nope. Just go have a beer and sit by the whatever, <laughs> the broken pellets. That's what stone. I wanted to do this weekend, but it just wasn't in the cards, I guess. Sometimes it's like that, man. Yep. Sometimes it's just like that. And we have to be, uh, as men, we have to be ready for those moments. Man. For sure. And as disappointing as it was that I didn't get to do what I really wanted to do this weekend, there was like, like you kind of said, Alan, you know, there was the satisfaction in knowing that you did what it took to provide for your family, you know, by, uh, you know, by clearing the driveway and keeping them safe if there was an emergency or we could get out no matter what. And, yeah. you know, again, not all the, our plans don't always come to fruition. And sometimes when you get thrown a curveball, you know, it is what it is. It may not be exciting or, or, or joy filling, but at the same time, you know, it gives you an opportunity to do the right thing. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Cause this is going to lead yeah. into my next thing here real quick. All right. <laughs> so as a man, as a father, did you make your boy get out there and help you? That's a good question. So I was going to bring that up. So okay. my son came out yeah. like three to four different times in the last two days. Yeah. Dad, dad, can I help you? Even brought like, he even brought a shovel out. He was, he was getting angry that I had to spend so much time out there. Mm. Here was the problem. Yeah. He's 10 going on 11. Right. But he's, he's just still kind of little. Yeah. And the snow was, you know, 24 inches tall and the bottom right. three inches were like slush. Yeah. That's it weighed. It, it was all that I could handle as yeah. an, an adult man. Right. And so he couldn't, he, that was the, dis, that was the discouraging part of this whole thing was nobody else could do it, but me. Yeah. I mean, a buddy of mine or somebody, if they lived close could come, but they were dealing with their own stuff. Yeah. You know, they had so their own they, driveway. To, yeah. My uh, wife and sponge. kids, they couldn't help me. 
They couldn't. It was all on my shoulders. And I would have loved to have help because it would have made it so much better to have them helping. And if it was light, fluffy snow, I definitely would have taken his help. And I probably would have even elicited help from my wife and maybe other kids, you know, but. But I know, I I know your, I know your son and he would have probably gone out there. Oh, he did. And I just said, buddy, I I don't think you can do it. I can barely do it. Right. So this leads to me into the next thing I want to talk to you about is, is, uh, (laughs) um, Getting getting your son to help you with projects. All right, let me just. Yeah, <laughs> this is a little bit funny because there's a fine line to be drawn on this because sure we we have a responsibility as fathers to uh, to teach them. You know uh, yep. whatever the project is. If you want to, you know, mow the lawn. If you want to do this or that and the other thing. So sometimes you just want to get the job done. Yep. And there's no room or time to teach those things. And yeah. sometimes, I mean, let's face it, when you're teaching a kid how to do things, ain't that project ain't going to go fast. No, it slows it down like probably more than two times the amount of uh, of time, <laughs> right? It's probably 3 ta- 3x. It's probably 3x for the time. I agree. You know, it's one X to teach two X to do. Right. Yeah. But, but anyway, the, the point is, is that most of the times, mo- most of these projects, uh, come up where you just get, you just, first of all, you don't want to do them. And second right. of all, second of all, you just want to get it done. Right. Yeah. So do you find the time, do you find it difficult to find time to teach these skills? to your, your boy. I, I do. And that's a huge battle as a man. Yeah. Um, because I'm, well, part of the problem is too, like, you know, a lot of these projects that I get myself into, you know, I'm not a naturally handy person. I kind of learn as I go along. Yeah. So it, you know, I'm, I'm kind of trying to figure it out as I'm fixing it. Yeah. And so because of that, you know, sometimes, it slows me down even if he's not there. And then if he is there, it just puts such a, a you know, a different, you know, I guess strain on, uh, on the situation that there's times where I, I just do it without including him. And that's probably not the right decision. There's times where I actually feel bad about that and think about it in my own headspace. You know, when I have that alone thinking time and yeah i think oh man i should probably be teaching him more than i actually am right right because these days it it definitely and it's not just us but right we 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 always seem like there's not enough time to do anything so to take that time to to teach in those moments is very difficult now the other side of that is that usually in my case, my, my boy <clears throat> doesn't stick around that much. Right. right. So uh, I'll teach him an aspect, but he ain't going to stick around for a four hour project for the whole project. Yeah. yeah. They're not interested. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you say a couple of things. They're like, all right. And then they go jump around and do whatever. And, um, but I'll tell you this funny story. One of my, one of my other buddies who lives in Canada and he was building his own house 
And um, so he was like, come on up and help me out. And I was like, all right. So I went up there, you know, a week at a time or a few days, you know, during the course of this house being built. So I helped him with drywall, helped him with whatever else, which was cool for me because I'd never done that kind of stuff. So Did it was nice. Bunch. Yeah. I, le- I did learn a bunch, but there was one time and I felt like a little kid, dude. So we were up on, <laughs> we were up on a ladder. We were putting on like siding or something. And I forgot exactly what it was, but it, he's doing something and it looked like he was having a hard time with it. And, you know, it's like summertime. It's hot. You know, we're up oh. there getting baked and there's hornets oh. flying around or whatever. So we're up on the ladder and he's doing this and he's like really struggling. And I was like, dude, just tell me, tell me how to do it. And you know, I can help you. And he was like, <laughs> he was so frustrated. <laughs> he was like, dude, in the time that it takes me to, to, to explain how to do this, I can have it done. <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay, I'm going to go get some Gatorade then. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I felt like such a little kid, but that's the truth of the matter is the time that it takes for me to explain these things to anybody and to I, do it. And then you have to have skill to do it too. It's not just right. how to do it. It's doing it the right way. I, I think, you know, I think, it's everything in moderation. You know, I think you need to take time and say, I don't care how long this takes to get this teaching point across to my, my kid. Right. So that we can instill good manly work, you know, uh, knowledge and mechanical knowledge and those kinds of things to, to our younger generation. So I think moderation, like there's going to be times where we need to challenge ourselves to say, it doesn't matter how long this takes. Yes. Other yep. times it might be a situation where we just say, all right, I, I can't be slowed down by this project because I just got too much on my list for today. So I'm going to blast through this without teaching my son. But maybe, you know, you can come back to a teaching moment on that some other time in a project when you do have more time. I think we have to do both. I don't think it has to be all or the, you know, all, all or nothing, you know, because if it's all, we'll just not get stuff done. Yeah. If it's nothing, then they're not going to learn anything. And that's not good for society either. Well, I mean, we're, we're forgetting about a third scenario, which is they're not interested and you're trying to get them interested. And you know, (laughs) that's frustrating. That's another frustration, right? It's like, come here, let me show you how to, you know, fix this boiler. And that may be more of a problem moving forward in with today's, you know, young culture than, than any of the other things, (laughs) you know, we might be beating ourselves up over not taking the time to help these kids when really they just have zero, less than zero interest in it. It's funny because my dad never, I don't remember him really, setting aside a time and going, come here, let me show you this. Right. He was just doing stuff all the time. And I was just hanging around for a few minutes or helping him, And then, you know, another right. time, you right. know, and then I, w- I would yeah. run away and do whatever. Yeah, of course you're a kid. I mean, it's hard, you know, as men, we beat ourselves up over, you know, what could have been, what we should have done. And I think some of that's good. I think some of that's healthy. You know, it's a good checks and balances of, are you ignoring them because you just want to get it done quickly? But on the other hand, I think we're probably doing too much of that. And if we're doing too much of that, 
you know, it, it, it's only basically like making us feel bad and not really accomplishing anything. Well, I think, uh, you know, I, I think back on when I was a kid, my dad didn't ask me, but I came around when I was interested. So yeah. do you grab them when they're in, not interested and go, come here, let me show you this. I don't know that that works as well either. Uh, so there, yeah, there's a balance not. in there, maybe. Maybe you do some of that though. Maybe even in, maybe even that in moderation, right? Like you pull yeah. them away even when they're not interested because they might actually retain something that that they're not interested in just by you pulling them, right? But also, like, yeah, that's a great point, Alan. Like what you said, you know, maybe as they age and they get in their teens and they're like, maybe I ought to learn how to fix this, or may, maybe it becomes more fun. You know, they 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 learn more at that point. Yeah, when they're nine years old, they don't want to learn how to change oil on your car. <laughs> no, especially now they're on their iPads or their, you know, whatever, like <laughs> in these fantasy worlds, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I want to be in this fantasy world. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Cause the real world sucks. Yeah, dude, you got to do workout. You here. got snow blowers that aren't any good. And, <laughs> You're shoveling wet snow and you got, I don't know. You know, what's hilarious about shoveling snow. And I know you got to get out of your driveway and stuff like that, but snow melts, dude. Like <laughs> just drive over it. It's fine. Yeah. But the problem is up here, it might not melt for a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the thing is this, uh, going back to this storm, just real quick. Yep. You know, this is early for a storm and people say, oh, it snows in November up here all the time. Yeah, it does. But usually it snow. We might even get a foot in a storm up here in like the next few days. It'll melt gone. Like it'll be a green Christmas, you know, yeah. but this was so much snow, even though it's going to be in the forties for a few days, like next week. I don't know. It might not. I don't know that all of it will melt. <laughs> Two to three feet. That's a lot of snow. And you got to get it in the 40s for a couple of days for that. It's going to be high of 40s for three to four days and a little bit of rain. So it'll be interesting to see how much of it actually like goes away. Mm. I hope not enough that I have to look at the leaves that I didn't finish raking before (laughs) it snowed. That's the that's the great thing about living up there. Hey, if it, if it snows in November, you ain't raking. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, yeah. Speaking of leaves, man, I got I got a backyard full of leaves still. Oh. And and today, my girl and I we we're we we're talking and we we're like, we're I think you know I was I told you I was gonna like build a fire pit. Yeah, my backyard. I ain't doing that. It's too cold now to dig. Yeah. You know, but you gotta find the right time because in the summer it's way too hot. Down it's there. way too hot. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do it in like April or something. Fall or spring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was thinking, check this out. So you tell me what you think. Oh boy. All right, you ready? I'm gonna get a burn barrel. Oh yeah, one of those big barrels. You know, like gotta have one of those, and then just throw leaves in there and burn them all. Yeah. Mm. The problem is, are they wet now? Well, I guess if a, not all, I mean, those, the lower level, like next to the ground, but I mean, the leaves are like three inches thick, you know, yeah. my, you yeah. know what I mean? So, cause if you wait till November, they're wet. If you get them in like October, they're still like, 
you know, it's beautiful. The sun's still coming out. They're nice and dry. They're like super flammable at that age, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, cause they just fall from the trees and they're ready to go. But you know, you got to wait a while. If you wait a while, they get wet and then they just won't burn. Yeah. Then you start decomposing and then you're like, well, I guess, I guess I'm just going to decomposing. Just like chuck them on your neighbor's lawn. Yeah. I'll just shovel them over the fence. Yeah. And you have the, that, like you have that bush line that goes along the, the, you know, the neighbors just take a blower and like blow them underneath the bushes and like have them like <laughs> pop out on the other side. <laughs> now, now that's a real we're, man, right? We're there. inciting all sorts of neighbor <laughs> violence, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm blowing snow on the neighbor's house, and oh man, all kinds of crap. Oh, uh, so I got the whole driveway done today, and then that's amazing. The city finally decided to come by with their snowplow, and they've done such a terrible job with our road. You could only drive like basically it was like a one way street, even though it's a it's a two way street. Oh my gosh! Because the snow was so packed in on the on the sides, <laughs> and basically, you know, so they, they I was like, they're not they're not going to be able to like push the snow away from you know the 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 entry part of my driveway, which was yeah, you know, I had cleared the whole area, but there were you know there was snow out into the road near the edges of that. Right. And I'm thinking, and usually plows come by and they just crush that area and it just puts snow right in front of your driveway, like after you've cleared the whole thing. Right. Now and you're shoveling like ice chips. Ice and, chips, basically, because yeah, that was at the edge, right? Yeah. So I thought there's no way they're going to be able to do it. It's like, it's, it's, it's literally frozen this way. They're going to have to wait till either the entire, like, snow melts or they're gonna have to bring one of those enormous snow blowers where they blow it into the back of like a dump truck you know oh, which yeah. we have those hmm. and i wondered if they were going to use that nope this afternoon they came by with a snow blower and or uh, not snow blowers actual snow plow and somehow busted that up and dropped it in front of my driveway at the but end now you got to do something with it yeah i went out earlier today and spent like 30 minutes shoveling ice balls from this is after my driveway looks pristine you know and had to shovel that out again dude that is the worst uh like you can't even snow blow that stuff no you like, can't because it'll actually bust shear it'll, it'll break your shear pins yeah because it's ice balls it's right. like a rock yeah <laughs> 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 dude, you gotta come up here. I need somebody to help me with this, dude. I'm too old to be shoveling the ice ball rocks. You'll be having, you'll be having an MI, man. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the worst. It happens down here too, and it's like, you know, a lot of the times it becomes like slush, and yeah. it's, you know, and then you get these slush mounds in front of yep. your driveway, and then if you're not home. Like it freezes overnight, and now you yeah. got a whole like a whole hill of ice. You're just not getting you. Can't, that's the problem is you have a short, a small window, a short window right. of time to take care of these kinds of things before yeah, it becomes work. a big problem, right? <laughs> exactly. Are you going to shovel when you get home at, at night, and then I'm, like you're nine o'clock at night shoveling the end of your driveway, right. and by then it might be too late. You know, from eight to five, it might ice up. Who knows? Exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. 
Well, listen, man, what do you think? Last few minutes here. Let's, yeah. uh, <laughs> you want to talk about this week, man? What's going on this week? Well, we talked it, a little bit about it last week, but yeah, Thanksgiving's coming up. I mean, what, what do you got going on? Anything crazy? Well, so the last family few kind years, of stuff. Yeah. The last few years we've hosted people. So, um, well, which was really cool. Last week we actually had you guys up. Yeah, that was awesome. And had like a Friendsgiving here, which was so, so awesome. That was amazing. Such a good weekend. And then um, this coming week, we have just, it's all family. Um, but okay. We've hosted the last few years. Right. And we have friends from Albany, New York, and then the rest are all local here. And we'll probably have, um, I think it was like 13 or 14 people. Wow. Uh, but, th- but that counts my five. So, you know, not a ton. Okay. Um, and everybody kicks in, we make a ton of food, yeah. hang out, watch football, yeah. um, just food and football and hanging out. Nothing super crazy. We make a couple turkeys, one in the oven, one on the smoker, do a ham, bunch of sides and just hang out. It's, it's a good time. It's a good time. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. And you know, since, you know, I've been working in the hospital for years and years and years. Yeah. And, um, usually, uh, it's hit or miss for Thanksgiving and, and other right. holidays, whether or not, yeah. uh, if you know, I'm able to do that on the actual holiday. Right. Date. Yep. And I Definitely. think, I, you know, I started a new job. I don't know if we talked about it here, but I started a new job where, um, I still have to work, you know, holidays and stuff, but because this is a new gig, I think I'm going to be off Thanksgiving. So I'm not sure exactly what I'm doing. Okay. Um, the plans are still up in the air. So Come up here I might for the day. <laughs> can you imagine family, if I, man? Can you imagine if I show up? Just show up. <laughs> I'd be like air punching, man. I'd be air punching and pumped. <laughs> We'd have plenty. We'll have plenty of food here, dude. If for some reason I'm off Friday, I'm oh. I might come. I might come. That would be amazing. Dude, you're totally welcome. No, no, there's not even a question. That would be so awesome, dude. We'll make family sleep in the basement so you can have a bed. Yeah, dude. I'll sleep in my car. I don't care. (laughs) Actually, you know, you brought up a funny point, a good point. Uh, When I was working in the hospital before, I remember there was a Thanksgiving where I was working the 5 p.m to 3 a.m. shift uh, in right. the ER. Right. So we had our so we had our Thanksgiving dinner at like one. And I had to be to work by five and work a uh, night shift after I just pounded my face full <laughs> of Thanksgiving food. <laughs> that that's just like killer life right there. Yeah. But I mean, you still made time for the family and stuff, right? As as you men did. do. I mean, I remember when I was working in New York yeah, and um, I had my two older kids who were only kids in my life. And I drove back yeah. on Christmas Day. I <sighs> Okay. On the New Jersey Turnpike. I'm driving down. You know what my Christmas dinner that day was? Oh, so that was when you were in Long Island then? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. My, my, my Christmas dinner that day was Roy Rogers on the New Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> <laughs> God bless Roy Rogers. Is that place even open anymore? <laughs> I don't know, but it was it's open not that even day. Good. Who eats there? The only place you can get Roy Rogers is on the thruway. <laughs> uh, 
We have one here. It's downtown, but I don't dare go in there. Do dude. you have one? Who yeah, goes there? Like, I don't know. I don't know. People downtown. Nobody. I'm not yeah. going there, dude. No way. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad, but it's just like who? Look, you got all the places to eat. You're going to pick Roy Rogers. But Roy Rogers roast beef is so good, dude. Is it? Okay. Yes, it really oh, is. Roast beef? Oh my god! I gosh. thought it was like a burger place. I think they have burgers there too, but they, it's Roy Rogers roast beef, man. It's like better than Arby's. Way better. It's no like real. It's real better than the beef and cheddar from Arby's. I'm not saying that the Arby's isn't good because it is really. You got the curly fries from Arby's and the Arby's sauce, which is like this strange sauce it's almost like a mixture between barbecue and like a1 or something i don't know. i'm not eating it dude you, have you tried arby sauce yes i've tried it you don't like it no way <laughs> i don't like any condiments <laughs> so alan likes basically zero condiments which drives me crazy because i love every condiment i like a1 i like barbecue sauce that's it <laughs> <laughs> I put mustard in my crab cakes, dude, and mayonnaise in too. The crab cakes where you can't taste it. Yeah, you can't taste it. Yeah, don't don't. Have you give tried it- Chick Fil A sauce? Yeah, I tried it. It's like a honey mustardy it's kind of no thing. Good. It's no oh good. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I, I mean, listen, man. It's not that. Okay, wait a second. Let me tell you about Roy Rogers roast beef here. Okay, so. Let me- <laughs> Let me tell you. All right, let's just compare Roy Rogers and Arby's just for a okay, second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've had Roy Rogers, but I've only had like you know on you know the throughway in New York State, Interstate ninety across next, the, across next, the state. Next time you're down here, we're going to Roy Rogers. Okay, we'll do it. We'll do it. And I think I just had a burger and fries because I didn't know about this roast beef. You gotta get the roast beef. Dude. Okay, it's amazing. Right. Okay, so Arby's is like. The shaved roast beef, right? Yep. I yep. don't know. I don't didn't yeah. see where it came from. No, but it's, it's got to like be fake. like at the deli. You know, it's, it's a fake, fake roast beef, and but it's juicy, and there's yeah. no fat or anything. It's just yeah, yeah, or it's yeah. all fat. I don't know. Yeah, but it's and then you get that cheese cock. Yeah, you know, put it on it's there. Like cheese whiz. Yeah. <laughs> Velveeta. Yeah, it's terrible. It's it's It's, not. It's cheese product. It's not cheese. Yeah, it's cheese product for sure. But it's really good. I used to get the big Montana. Big Montana when they used to have that. You remember that? Oh, it was like a. It was like it was like a pound and a half of all that. That's great. But Roe Rogers. Okay, Roe Rogers. When you look at the roast beef of Roe Rogers, you open up the sandwich. It looks like somebody carved it off of an actual roast beef, dude. Like someone, like someone, like cooked an av- a prime rib and then yes. shaved it. Yes, it's right? amazing. Yes, okay. it's amazing. It's uh, I, I, you got to try it. All right, then why are you going there every day? I'd be going every day for that roast beef because I'm not going to the New Jersey Turnpike and I'm not going downtown to get my um. Roe Rogers Phil here, man. No way. I know <laughs> I know the kinds of people that work there and down. Yeah, there. Man, it's not good. They don't you know wash their hands or wear gloves when they put your sandwiches together. Uh, one time I, I was <laughs> I was working in uh I was going to undergrad, all right, and they have yeah. a Roe Rogers over there where I went to school and I went there and I'm I, I swear to God, I went up to the to the uh to the counter and the the girl who was back there had her finger like 
halfway in her mouth, sucking it off like, no, and said, can I help you? And I was like, no, you cannot help me. <laughs> I left. You can help me if you go wash your hands and put some gloves on. I was like, you're kidding me. No. Are you kidding me right Not just like. Not just the tip of the finger. I'm talking about the whole like half the, of the finger was like, down her throat. Yeah, the knuckle. She was <laughs> deep knuckling, man. It's <laughs> knuckle deep. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. And to make me a sandwich? I don't think so, dude. Yeah, you know, when you see that kind of stuff, you're like, why do I ever eat, you know, right fast food or whatever? And then I'll go for a while where like, I, I'm like not eating it. I'm not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but then you get suckered into like a situation where you don't really have a whole lot of other choices and you just kind of have to. And then you're right back at it, you know, and you're just you're just eating food that people have licked past their knuckle oh. and touched, you know, and you just oh deal with it. God. Yeah. I just don't even want to know. It's better just not to know. You know, <laughs> exactly. when you go in, when you go yeah, in there, you, you just, just got to pretend you don't, you got to pretend it doesn't happen. Like everybody used aseptic technique with making my sandwich, <laughs> you know, and everything's nice and clean. Uh, yeah, exactly. Happen. But dude, okay. okay. So yeah, you're, so curly fries at Arby's. All right. Oh. Which are amazing. I'll give you that. I used to not like them, but I love them now. Okay. okay. And then the, the uh, compare that to Arby's French fries. Now, I'm not sure if all of the Arby's are the same way, but you know, McDonald's French fries are the skinnier ones, like the shoe yeah, shoestring yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Our, uh, Roy Rogers, the last time I went there, it's been a while, but they have the thicker, they're not wedges, but they're like thicker fries. They're, they're not steak fries, but they're fries, but just thicker than McDonald's. Exactly. They're thick and flat. They're still not as good as Arby's curly fries, man. All right. We'll go. Uh, I'll tell you what we'll do. All right, because we got Arby's here too. We're gonna go to Arby's and get there that stuff. I'll go to Roy Rogers. You order a Roy Rogers meal. I'll yep. order an Arby's meal. We'll split yep. it all in half. Yes, I'll get a half sandwich of yep. Arby's and a half of Roy Rogers. You get a yep. half and half of you know, and then fries and everything, and we'll just do a taste test. Yeah, we can talk about it on here sometime. <laughs> That's, That's what we're doing. Idea. The That's next time we idea. do this, we're doing that. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, listen, to wrap yeah. this up, yeah. you know, Thanksgiving week, you know, we, we talked a little bit about frustrations and difficulties and things going on in life and right. how sometimes we have tough weekends and, you know, things that we didn't expect. And, uh, but the reality is, you know, Alan, I don't know about you, but my family and I, and I know your family as well. Um, we're super blessed and have a lot to be thankful for. Yeah. Um, yes, there's a lot of difficulty and struggles going on in, in our country and in our world, but you know, I think it's important this week to focus on the things that we are thankful for. And I think we have a lot to be thankful for. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, these stories that we told today, our testament to, you know, what we need to do as men is be prepared and, you know, take, take what comes at us or roll with the punches, man. Yep. Yep. And, 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 and you just have to get things done sometimes, you yeah. know, and nobody wants to do these things, but we just have to do it. And that, that's the point of this podcast is that, look, James and Alan, we're both, we do the same things as everybody else out there. We're not, mm -hmm. we're not above anything. We, we all go through it. 
Yep. And, uh, you know, just how happened this weekend, it was James's turn to go through some stuff. But Man. look, he got through it and he laughed about it. And he's having a beer. Like, it's all good now. Yep, for sure. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, all right. So uh, next time, uh, yeah, we're just going to roll. I guess we're going to keep rolling, right, through Thanksgiving? Yep. All right. Then uh, next week, yep. Start talking about Christmas. Go Bills and go Skins. They both won today. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking about the Redskins. Redskins wrecked the Texans. Cheer I mean, them on. Yeah. <laughs> They're on a like a five game win streak. I think they beat oh. the Eagles, took away their their uh, undefeated season. The yep. Eagles should have lost today to the Colts again. Did they? No, they won by one, but they were down most of the game. <sighs> yeah, man. Yep. Uh, all right, we got we got the uh, the Redskins got the Giants coming up. Um, oh uh, yeah, in front and back of the buys, so we play the Giants buy and then Giants again. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. This week the Bills play on Thanksgiving against Detroit. They got one of the Thanksgiving games, so that's oh, cool. cool. Turn around in four days. It's gonna be tough. I can't it's wait to see that. that. I'm gonna I'm gonna be rooting hard for the Bills. Yeah, man, hey, Detroit. Detroit's good. Yeah, they just beat the Giants. They crushed the Giants I know they today. Crushed them, dude. So they're like their record is not great, but they like play everybody tough and they score a ton of points. It's gonna be a tough match for the Bills because they've been mm. struggling. So. Be good, good game. I'll be watching it really right, hard, dude. All, All right, right, man. So next time, Sounds good. All right, everybody, be strong. You know it's okay to have adversity and and feel overwhelmed. Uh, yep. Reach out if you need us, um, and band together with your brothers, and uh, we'll we'll get through this stuff. This is what we have been talking at Gmail. Send us a line. Send us your questions. Send us your concerns. Whatever it is, just send yeah. it to us. We'll yep. take a look at it, and we'll make Let's fun of it, it a little bit, and then we'll answer it. Yeah, for okay. sure. <laughs> no, we're all in it together. Come on. All in Man, together. That's what it is. Have all a good right? week, everybody. All right. See you guys. See you. See you.